be speaking with Sebastian Pardo and Riel Rockdector, the directors of uh, the the directors of the Computer Accent. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Of course, thank you Thanks for having us. Uh, the film is fascinating. It really, truly is. Um, I was wondering, just as we get started, what what drew you to the project? As a lot of people do, there's kind of this default idea of what AI is, of, you know, Skynet. And, yeah. uh, you know, you hear Elon Musk say it's going to be the end of us all. And, you know, there's all these kind of pop culture notions of that. And I think this presented itself as a way for us to explore, like, well, what's really going on here? And I think that was one element of it. And then us as as filmmakers and and we collaborate with, you know, we're producers mostly, but we collaborate with a lot of filmmakers who um, are working in kind of new and interesting ways. And so to hear somebody wanting to really uh, engage with and wrestle with this thing, like Claire says in the movie, that, that is always seen as so like scary and other and try to um, wrestle with it to create what is arguably considered the most human thing, art. Uh, that that contrast and that uh, that struggle seems so captivating to us. Um, that uh, we wanted to be involved and the, the band themselves are such a creative force and so articulate and um, it just made sense for the five of us to kind of put our heads together and, and make a project and not necessarily go out and bring on another director for this. And that's really how the project began. Well, it's such a unique, a unique story to tell. And it really like, I mean, you have, like you said, Yacht is, is such a creative force. And yet there's there's a sort of giving up of that, and actually that comes up in the in the film. There's this giving up of of their create creativity and their creative force to to this machine mm. uh, to do it for them. Um, I was wondering in your conversations with them, just what what do you think it means to to be a musician? What's the responsibility of our of our artists? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I think it's hard to speak for them, but certainly in the conversations we had, I think they saw the responsibility is to just always keep pushing um, what's possible. Um, and I think Claire says it in the film is, you know, they're kind of not conflicted, but they're certainly caught between not wanting to say, you know, just play acoustic guitar and, and, and just make music in this certain way out of fear of engaging with this technology. Um, but they also have fears about using it because, you know, I think a lot of the companies certainly at the time we were filming that had the most, you know, access to these technologies were, you know, pretty big tech corporations and you certainly don't want them making the world's music. Um, and so maybe by engaging in it, you know, there was some fear that uh, they're helping, you know, the robot overlords take over, you know, your job. So, you know, and I think all of those things get unpacked uh, and uh, get more refined. But I think that the initial impetus was like thinking that that like that they were kind of playing with fire uh, or, or, you know, that they could potentially be seen or, or be engaging in something that's, uh, you know, bad for them long-term, I guess. But I think once they got into it, I think the creative challenge was, you know, as you see in the film, like arduous and, and difficult and certainly not as easy as they thought it was going to be, but ultimately 
you know, having to come up with a brand new song uh, from scratch is incredibly challenging. Having a bunch of things laid out for you and picking what speaks to you is is a different approach. Um, and I think they went in um, really, you know, keen to see where that took them. You know, and I think they're they're very pleased with the result. You know. Yeah, I think I think where what we maybe share in common with them is like there's a tendency to think that um, you know the only way to like, I believe that artists do have a certain responsibility to engage with um, the world we live in. And that world we live in right now does have AI in it, and it does have technology. And technology has remade the world, and AI has the potential to really change things. And to stick your head in the ground and ignore it, I think, is an artist kind of skirting its responsibility and creating work that doesn't shift the paradigm, doesn't shake the cage. It's just remaking things that we've already seen. I don't even think that's art. I think that's craftsmanship. And um, I think there's a lot of people who are craftsmen who get called artists and celebrated. <laughs> and I think where Yad and I, Yad and us uh, connect is that um, the difficult challenge is to actually engage with these things and to engage with them in a way that is human. And um, that's what separates the artist from the engineer. And, you know, the, the engineers right now can make you a lot of music, but it's not art. Uh, it's filler, it plays in elevators, it plays in YouTube videos, and nobody would sit and bother considering it as such. So what is art? Art is the things that humans can do. And so to wrestle with that, um, you know, a lot of the films that we're interested in um, to make are people wrestling with the world we live in now, not willfully ignoring whole parts of it because those things are uncertain or scary or too hard to think about. Uh, but wrestling with the world and the medium as it actually is. And that's, I think, the artist's responsibility. Again, I don't know what Yacht would say, but I think that is definitely <laughs> where we got on the same page of, you know, there is a responsibility to really push and ask questions. Absolutely. And I, I love, I mean, you, you, you both have been using the word, the word fear, uh, really mentioned it a few times. And just, just from your experience making this documentary, uh, do, do you feel like this is something worth fearing? We always get the worst case scenario. Like, Sebastian, you mentioned Skynet. This one immediately comes to mind in pop culture lore, right? Sure. You know, the, mm -hmm. the machines are the machines can do it the, themselves and then wiping out the human race. But is that right. something to be feared or are we just, is that just sci-fi? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's a distinction. I think the film probably expects the audience to come in with a certain Skynet sensibility. And I think when you see just where the technology is in 2017, I think it's pretty hard to think that that Skynet future is close. Um, but I do think that the ambitions of the, the companies, you know, the idea of working in the musical space, um, yes, they can make tools that make music making easier. And I think there's actually a lot of benefit to that. You can bring more people to the to the table who don't need to maybe master the cello, but can have a artistic expression using their laptop. And I see no problem with that. I think that's, that's great. Um, I think, and so you get into questions of replacement and labor. And I think those are different concerns. I think um, where you start to see um, maybe more scary thinking is the idea that um, 
you know, all we need to do is build. And I don't even know that engineers are really thinking this, but all we need to do is perfectly understand how the human mind works, how consciousness works, and we can then create another kind of either another conscious sentient thing with either its own ideas and language or one that is a permutation of our own. And um, when you start getting into that, I think you are faced with either thinking that um, humans are very simple things that can be replicated very easily, which is essentially what they thought in you know, the 1950s when they start, first started creating computers. They said, oh, we'll have artificial intelligence in 10 years, no problem. And every time they took a step forward, the horizon receded behind them. And so now, you know, what you really means to create something to be intelligent as a human would define it, you're talking about massive, massive breakthroughs across many different sciences. And I think that's very far off, but I don't think that that means that AI is not a force that can create a lot of problems and it requires yeah. humans to, to kind of be on be at the wheel and be engaged with it and to have artists engage with it to be kind of a check against um, maybe more sinister engineering projects. Go ahead, Riel. Yeah, I think that like, just to go off of that, I think um, AI in the science fiction terms, like the Skynet and the Matrix, you know, kind of scenarios, um, you know, sort of treats AI as like separate from us. But I think it very much is, like is said in the film, like the accumulation of, all of our ideas and our knowledge and our innovations is what AI is. Um, I I don't so you know the the robot takeover isn't doesn't seem imminent at all, but I certainly see a great deal of harm that can be caused by machine learning and artificial uh, intelligence like technology, especially in um you know even just you know we talk about music in the film but in image wrecking image creation you know and sound manipulation you can you can create you know joe biden's sound his voice from very you know small amount of data as picture too like you can you can manipulate imagery and sound in a way that i don't think people are quite aware of and you know even just on that like you could have statements be made you know like uh, talk about fake news like we're getting to a fake image fake video image um landscape where ai can literally turn winter to summer uh in in a single video and so you you know you don't know what's what anymore and and if we don't educate people about that i think we're we're getting into some pretty you know bad territory and it allows for a lot of you know humans making terrible decisions to hurt a lot of people. So I, I do fear the power of it, but maybe not in the way, you know, that science fiction has kind of laid it out. Um, well, and anyone who's seeing this video thinks I'm talking to two actual people. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> exactly. I don't, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just at home by myself. This no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, just uh, we're we're starting to run out of time. Just one last question for you both. Sure. And it, it's I admit it's tough. And I mean, but for you as as filmmakers, this conversation that we're having here, I mean, it's a big conversation about about the nature of the creative process. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm just wondering, do you think that there can be real art uh, without soul behind it? 
Okay. I love this. <laughs> uh, I started the I started the process of making this movie probably a lot more willing to believe that uh you know all we need to do is understand all the little bits and we can just kind of like copy stamp repeat and create something that can make something um you know like we were talking about uh creating something so other that to us would sound horrible but to them would sound beautiful or that something we've never even a color we've never seen before kind of things and by the end of the process i think i was convinced that um it's not possible there's no way for an ai to create a meaningful piece of art that we humans would consider art and partially is because of the bias we would not recognize it even if it said something so true about what it meant to be alive well, i don't think we could recognize it coming from a robot especially if we understand how it worked because it's trained on everything that's come before, even if it made a new insight, we would still discount the fact that it's kind of doesn't know what it's making. And it, it, it locked into some sort of profound thought. And I don't think we could find beauty in that. Um, David uh, Seabrook in the film says, you know, you were not made to make that one perfect song. And that's what makes it a triumph. And he's, I've, I've come to believe that that's probably right. Um, and even just from the the bias perspective, um, I just think there's something so beyond bits that creates the things that we find beautiful and that move us. And um, yeah, you could get into some sort of arms race where a computer could make kind of a hit song derivative of a hit song from a year ago, and that would force a human to make something better. And, and that's great, but I don't think the robot itself can. Yeah, I mean, I think art is is constantly, you know, what we see as, as innovations in art is when art is, asking a new question or doing something we've never done before uh, compute you know we're computers going to make what we've already had before in a way because we're feeding it the data of everything we've done in the past and the great innovations are when we see something truly new and you know to what Sebastian's saying like will we ever really accept that from something that doesn't have consciousness right we will only see it as an accident or um as is the culmination of input data but you know we are ourselves as humans like you know you, you watch in the film the band inputs all these lyrics from all these bands that are their influences right you, you there's a direct one-to-one -one from those lyrics to like the resulting lyrics that the computer gives us uh, we're the things that we create are coming from all of the things that are influencing us but uh, there's no like track record of of it and so in a way, like that's what's beautiful is what we create out of the things that come into our lives. You just can't track it in the same way. And so I don't know. I mean, I think even if to, to, to what Sebastian said, even if AI was capable of making something truly new, a new color, uh, <laughs> I don't think we would see it as, as, as a new color. We see it as a mistake. If, yeah. if if a robot Picasso showed up and did something as bold as cubism, we'd be like, oh, it's broken. <laughs> it doesn't look like a person. What is that? Throw it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and by the way, the, the color you're mentioning is called Glurple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. The film. Yeah, is no. And I really great combo, Steve. I loved your questions. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I wish you, you well. Best.